Murphy's Bedtime Stories. Murphy's. The Littles, okay, I think we know it's chapter 10. The Littles walked slowly along the bank of the brook. Lucy talked on and on about Janie Speck. She decided to ask Cousin Dinky if he would get mail to Janie. He'll do it, she said. He can do anything. There were a few minutes walk from the bridge when Mr. Mrs. Little grabbed her husband's arm. What's that, she said. Just ahead of the Littles on the other side of the brook was a weasel. The weasel and the Littles saw each other at the same time. Mr. Little knew they would never make it to the bridge even if they ran. He looked around for some place to hide his family. There was only a big bush nearby. The weasel jumped into the brook. It swam rapidly across. Hurray! Hurry! yelled Mr. Little. Make a ring of dried leaves and twigs around this bush. Anything that'll burn. The Littles obeyed him at once. Use your matches, said Mr. Little. He struck his match on a rock. The weasel ran up the steep bank of the brook. Water streamed from its sleek body. The other Littles lighted their matches from Mrs. Mr. Little's match. The flaming matches frightened the weasel. They held back, so they are starting a fire to scare the weasel. The leaves and twigs burnt, burst into flames around the bush. What if they set a forest fire? The little stood within the circle of fire and shot arrows at the weasel. Some of them struck the ground near the animal. It ran back a few feet, but it wouldn't leave. Mr. Little could see they didn't have enough twigs and leaves to keep the fire burning for long. He looked around, searching for a way to escape. To scare the weasel away, because this weasel might get them. We're going to have to run. We're going to run out of dried stuff for this fire in a hurry," said Uncle Pete. "I know, I know," said Mr. Little. Why don't we climb the bush, Daddy? said Lucy. She was helping her uncle pile up fuel for the fire. That wouldn't stop the weasel, said Mr. Little. It would climb after us. Tom was looking at the bush. See that branch that goes out over the brook, Dad? he said. Mr. Little nodded. I could climb onto that branch and jump into the brook. If the weasel didn't see me, I could make it down to the smalls and get help. Mr. Little looked at the branch carefully. You could, Tom, he said. You're lighter than I am. Then he looked outside the circle of fire. The weasel was still crouched, waiting. Do it, Tom, he said. For heaven's sake, do it quickly, boy. Tom Little said he was going to climb over a branch, swim across the brook, and get help. Because the smalls, the smalls are there. Tom Little drowned. Wait, what? Uh, yeah, and a whole bunch of other littles, little people. Tom Little pulled off his pack and began climbing the bush. Mrs. Little, who along with Granny Little had been feeding the fire, saw her son start up the bush. What's Tom? Where's Tom going? She shouted. Tom, come back. Mr. Little rushed over to his wife. He put his arm around her. I've sent Tom for help, he said. Oh, no, said Mrs. Little. Listen, listen, everybody, shouted Mr. Little. Tom is going to get help. We don't want the weasel to see him. Make a lot of noise. Jump up and down. If the weasel is watching us, it may not see what Tom is doing. What's Tom doing? said Mrs. Little. 
Yell, everyone, yell! Screamed Mr. Little. He jumped up and down, shouting and waving his arms. Tom crawled slowly onto the branch over the brook. Below him, his family was making a terrible racket. That's a big noise. The branch became thinner and thinner. He bent under the boy's weight. Tom Little closed his eyes and dropped into space. Like into air. That's a short chapter. Of the chapter, yeah. Cousin Dinky was worried. He had not seen the little sense he had dipped his glider wings at Tom early that morning. It was now late afternoon. Cousin Dinky decided that they must be in trouble someplace. But where? Why didn't they send up the red kite he had given them? Everything had worked well with the other families. The buttons came to the smalls first, and the shorts walked in a few hours later. Right this minute, the shorts, the short and small children were having a wonderful time together. The grown-ups, of course, couldn't enjoy themselves. They were too worried about the littles. Cousin Dinky stood on the roof of the small's house. The sun was low in the sky. Cousin Dinky hoped there was time for one more trip in his glider before dark. Luckily, the wind was still blowing, but Cousin Dinky knew it would drop off around sunset. For some reason, it always did. He climbed into the cockpit of his glider and pulled in the fishhook anchor. The light glider coasted down the steep roof, picking up speed. It took to the air. The glider circled out over the brook, which ran at the side of the house, and it climbed higher. Something was moving down on the bank of the brook. Cousin Dinky saw it out of the corner of his eye. It was one of the tiny people. He dipped the glider to get a better look. Someone was lying half out of the water. The glider pilot lowered the flaps on the wings of his glider, and it dropped quickly. He brought the glider down to a landing on the road. Cousin Dinky scrambled down the bank of the brook. He found Tom Little. The boy was trying to stand up. Tom, said Cousin Dinky. What in the world happened? Where is everyone? Weasel, said Tom. Weasel. Everybody trapped. He was breathing hard. Need help. Fast. Where, said Cousin Dinky. Where, Tom? That way, said Tom. I'll show you. Tom tried to walk. He tripped and fell down. Never mind showing me, said Cousin Dinky. He picked Tom up. You'd never make it. We've got to get help. Cousin Dinky ran with Tom in his arms to the smalls, room, the smalls rooms in the walls of the house. He told the families what had happened. In a jiffy, the smalls, the shorts, and the buttons had armed themselves and were running to help the littles. When they got to the bridge, they saw the littles coming out of the woods. Mr. Little and Uncle Pete were carrying Lucy on their shoulders. Mrs. Little and Granny Little were laughing. The two men were cheering. Hip, hip, hooray for Lucy. So what do you think happened? We don't know. They went to go save them, and they're all cheering for Lucy. There's a car coming, Mr. Small shouted. Get off the bridge. Everyone ran helter-skelter to the side of the road. It's the master of the house, said Mr. Small. 
They'll be eating soon. Come, everyone, let's find out where we're at, what we're having for dinner. Granny Little took an old lady by the arm. Aren't you Zelda Short? she asked. I am, said the old lady. I have a lot to tell you, Zelda, said Granny Smith. Let's go into the house where we can talk. I'm Tina Small, said a girl to Lucy. Your brother's in the house. He's okay. I knew you were Tina, said Lucy. How'd you know? I, I don't know. I just knew. And so began the first annual meeting of the tiny people in the Big Valley. What about the whole book? Oh, we have a book that does that. Did you did you ever see it? No. I'll have to show it to you. Like where I could see all the things. Like um like I could see like their little dining table. It's always like you could see what they what they use as like and like what they would use for a table. They would probably use like a um piece of glass or Okay, this has been a little take a trip by somebody, a person who wrote the book, and I put the book down, so, uh, John Peterson, the end.